0: You're now listening to Sound Talent
1: Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the Hardcore Podcast. I'm Patrick, broadcasting to you from Bunker Bay in beautiful Western Australia. Look it up. Uh, I'm on vacation with my family, and for that reason, we have decided to do a kind of uh, best of. If you uh, were of a generation where there were sitcoms, this would be the clip episode. So, uh, we're just taking, uh, Patreon bits that we think are worthwhile or fun, or we'll just keep you entertained while you are probably, uh, entering your own vacations of whatever type. Uh, and I guess in some ways it's a sampler plate for you to check out our wares, but really it's kind of just, Hey, thought you'd enjoy this. Merry Christmas or happy Hanukkah or blessed Kwanzaa or, uh, you know, I assume to be honest that most of our listenership don't practice shit, but you uh, probably eat food with family during this time. And if you don't, uh, as uh, I've spent uh, uh, holidays with just a dog, that is also a blessing. Listen, listen to the fucking episode. Have a good time. I hope you're all in good health. Holidays, holidays, whatever.
2: Yo, uh, let's tell this story. Um, Many times, I'll use a specific example. CBGBs was closing. Uh, They were doing benefit shows, even though the benefit shows were like kind of a farce, right? Yeah,
0: like like like, too little, too late, or like Hilly didn't really. Hilly, I they owed ninety thousand dollars. Those shows over the course of two weeks could have paid off the ninety thousand dollars. No problem. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yo, adult world. Yeah, adult world. Like, look. If somebody wants to throw me 90k right now, I will lick the concrete beneath your feet. But um, 90k to save-, to save to to save CBGBs, uh, you know. Like I think if this happened now, someone would just some invested like person be like, "Wait, you just need 90k? Cool, cool. Here you go. Boom." Uh, Patty open Bitcoin would have sl-
0: slid right in. Patty Bitcoin and be like, "I got this."
2: Mm. And maybe at that time, P- Patty Bitcoin
1: is uh, down about uh, twelve grand. Wow, Oof.
0: through the roof! Maybe we should do this for you then. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, the, the CB's madness. So uh, Gorilla Biscuits, however, did play a reunion. That was their first uh, reunion show, I think. Period. Yep. Um, well, know, they did one uh,
0: for for rabies in ninety seven.
2: Oh, that's right. That's right. That's a I classic mean, it was one. two, three
0: songs or whatever the fuck. That's but right. That was, this is the first full reunion.
2: That's right. So they did a full reunion yeah. set, and it's really cool. Um, I actually have a. Speaking of autographs, I have a copy of start today with all the members' autographs on the cover from that. Uh, no that, shit. That yeah. Shout out to Larry Ransom. Um, he got a few of those, uh, at that CB show. I didn't go out for it, and I was kind of like, ah, I oh. should have, should have gone um but I was loving oh, it. It's okay. It was incredible. Um, yeah, truly a cool show. Um but that's one of those things. It kickstarted the emotions. Um not unlike when Patrick did that end of year reunion in Albany and people went nuts. I it was like, "Oh, damn. Got to do- Oh man, got to do this again." Um you know, playing thing. playing songs no one's ever heard, mm-hmm. just, you know, typical end of year shit um do you know that tom that they didn't like if you didn't see them within six months of a record you just never see those songs
0: i've learned that after yeah because i remember being like oh oh, so you guys don't play
2: anything from that rev record huh yeah
0: or any yeah it's it's i mean just seeing them afterwards because i remember i loved loved that rev record and i was like mm -hmm. oh not oh the brat no no you know oh
2: no lots of lots of people did lots of people did and it was like one of those things like uh it was like a test your will like how quick are you to get in something? Oh, not quick enough. Oh, you missed it. Da.
0: And you had so many releases that I was like, oh, this must be on like the Jamaican seven inch or <laughs> whatever the fuck that I didn't have. So I was like, ah. meanwhile, it was probably, uh, yeah, like, you, so, uh, you anyways, pulled right out. Anyway,
2: our, our, our poking of Patrick uh, can conclude with that. But um, but so GB then shortly thereafter, I mean, that was 2005, right, Tom? The yes. CBS thing? they do the reunion tour in 2006 and it was kind of one of those things where you understood it right away. Like, Oh, these guys did this, had a fantastic time. Okay, cool. You know, um, so the reaction, so, uh, I don't know the backstory, but I think the Bane folks did that show and realized that it was something that was important to them and that obviously was important to a lot of other people and a lot of people out there and that reciprocity, uh, that feels something, right? I'm not wrong about that. No, I mean, like n- knowing a thing you did was important to people, yeah, as a, nice. as it is important to yourself. Why are and you asking? You're like, Pat? wow. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm asking both of you because I'm you in the, land, Tom, the world that it. is like, oh, you like that
0: record? You'll never hear it again now. Like, it, that's Pat.
1: Yeah, I, I, honestly, people might think that this is bullshit, but the only reason that drug church is accessible is because the guys have made it clear that that's what they want and yeah. i i see myself as <clears throat> like the guy that came, i yeah i well <laughs> no i just see myself as a guy that <laughs> a joined a, a guy that joined a band i don't see drug church as like you're not like the ringleader of this band. Yeah. that's not your band yeah it's not my band so so yeah, so yeah. like uh, i mean you treat it you it, definitely treat it like your band <laughs>
2: No, see this is this is Patrick in the drug church relationship. The other guys are like, Look, you just need to wear a butt plug while we play. We don't mm. care if you're into it, but you like the song, so he's like, oh, fine, fuck, I'll do it. That's what it is. So. so Pat, so the drug church backstory. We'll get back to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we like this. Talking. freewheeling. Was that a
0: pre like a band that they had put together and they were like, you know, we should get the guy from end of a year self defense family to sing for us? Like how did this get, can you give us like
1: a yeah, so, uh, two so,
0: minute so- like how to start?
1: So they were, they were in a band that sounded like the Get Up Kids. And what they, band was it? Uh, I think it was called
2: California. Terrible. And, and, they, uh, and they were all, all Albany based
1: All Albany guys. And then okay.
2: they. Uh, Posted something at Guitar Center on Wolf Road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, it was at the co op, duh. There was, a, there was a
1: Craigslist ad that said, uh, sound, Anita need <laughs> a singer that sounds like the guy from The Cult. Um, no, so they. Uh, <laughs> That's a go. me. Classic Guitar Center <laughs> is like The Cult. Nine Inch Nails, Aerosmith, like bands that have nothing to do right. with each other.
2: Right, <laughs> right. I love that. I, I want to go post that today as like a prank. See how many responses I get.
1: There's got to be somebody that worked at Guitar Center that was self-aware that like saved all of those. You know, it's got to yeah. be. But anyway, the, uh, they went into the basement to write some new songs and they, the songs didn't sound like their music. It sounded like seaweed. And they were like, oh, yeah, we should just do this as a different band. And uh, they were like, "Can we find somebody that's ten years older than us and uh, uh, re- like uh, on death's door?" And they said, "Oh yeah, let's fi- Let's get that. Lo- let's get that local guy that never reached any success." And then they, <laughs> and then they called me. Um,
0: they and, went
2: to Rob first and then got yeah. you. Got it. Right. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know, man, yo, here's a question for you. Pure benevolence. The dudes in drugstores are like, yo. Think it'd be cool for you to do out with Rob on a song. Would you do it?
1: Uh in principle, yeah. The, look, it's it's hard for me to like like I don't have an actual problem with Rob. It's just Rob. No, was,
2: he thought you were saying something lame about him. He got mad about it and it was yeah. like, "Oh." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better but, than but, me. But but the, uh, the one thing I will say about Rob is that in um
1: in uh his personal interactions He's, uh, you know, he's funny and he's he's like uh, a, lot. he's in he's in on the bit, a lot. Uh, he's a lot, but yeah, but no, but on stage in on the bit, but on stage, he's self serious in a way that would not flatter Drug Church. Do you know what I mean? Like like I, it would be like uh, for example. I fucking love Blacklisted, and I think George is exceptional. I would cover a Blacklisted song, but mm. couldn't sing with George because George is like he, – he he has a completely different approach to what he's doing on stage versus what Drug Church is doing on stage. You know what I mean? Like there's dudes sure, that are just sure. like very self-serious guys on stage.
2: <clears throat> and uh, oh, you think Rob wouldn't be able to be playful on stage?
1: That's what I'm saying. Like like lyrically, I mean oh. you could say that uh, –
2: yeah, no, you're Rob right. He wouldn't like be, be able to sing. sing on your poop panda LP that's yeah, due out of the Exactly. This year, like,
1: right? like George is a good example. George has some like really like uh, clever and self aware lines, but mm-hmm. it's all oh, it never deviates from self serious. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like very Right. They're never funny. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And like so it's just a different pro- it's just a different process.
2: So Really quick, I, you just identified one of the things like maybe a something that someone would identify as being like not a problem or a fault but like oh you know that's you know maybe it's but like maybe because i'm too self-serious at points that's also why i love blacklisted so much you know like i could probably take some error i mean i you know you guys both know me enough i can be silly and goofy but like i also am like what do you what what do you mean it's not funny and i'm like oh yeah it's it's not really it's it's very serious (laughs) yeah so i love it so i i think
1: that that's like a <clears throat> to, uh, there's this uh, interesting line, right? Like, "slum Slumlords lords is for some people just a little too, right? Unserious, <laughs> you know
2: I mean? like just right. Because we're not saying we're not like there's there is the medium between. Like, you don't need to have <laughs> fart songs, but also you can be. It can feel rigid, I guess.
1: Yeah, let's let's put on the the, the line of those uh, slum lords on one end and Starkweather on the other. And yes. <laughs> it's like, yo, I don't think there's much cross. Like they're, those, they're, those acts might respect each other, but I don't know how they collab. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: True. True, true, true. So you're saying in this situation, one King down is Starkweather and ye, drug churches slumlords. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. All right. Well, you know, that's cool. Maybe that's, maybe it's Jeff Perlin's your, your duet mate. We'll see. um, so how do we get to hear? Oh, the drug church origin story. Right. Was the first drug church practice cool, awkward, fun, none of the above?
1: Uh, in my memory, it was in <clears> – <throat> this might not be correct, but in my memory, it was in uh, Chris's basement. And he, uh, his mom has like five small dogs and they like barked the entire time and one of them had like one of them's head never fully formed so it had like a gap like the way babies do <laughs> you,
2: you know what i mean like yes uh, yes 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 so babies
1: got that thing on the top of their head that's soft and one of these dogs had a soft top of its head cuz there was something wrong with it and uh i just remember wanting to touch it to see if its brain would respond but i didn't <laughs>
2: tom do you have that same impulse no, we're waiting for him to come back.
1: Oh, we lost Tom. It's um, okay.
2: Oh, we were supposed to try the other thing. Yeah, I we sent were. that along. You guys got it. Uh no, I didn't. for the background, everybody. Tom will be back in one second. We're trying. We use one website to record our our podcast. Tom's here, uh, and for some reason, no matter what he does, it, off. Tom and and this system have a like an adversarial relationship. Oh, it and, Sucks. Uh, it sucks so we were supposed to do the other one I'm sorry I didn't remember to remind but I sent in the link we'll we'll do it for next recording see how it goes right. um, Tom we were just talking about soft spots where um, skull hadn't fully formed on a dog's head uh, have you ever had the impulse to touch that no okay <laughs>
0: I want to see if you I can, guess
2: like, you and Pat are on two different things yeah, yeah if if I t- if if I amongst it. other yeah not just I <laughs> touch
1: that space and it starts like the dog starts playing the violin or something yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> but hello Patrick. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, uh, that's the right. on and off switch. <coughs>
1: <laughs> Let's get to the, the point though. What, what's relevant to, our are you guys of- on drugs? Which is a band <laughs> that Baby. a band, uh, is getting back together for a show. More than yes. one. Let's talk on it. Yeah. Okay. Bane. Bane. Okay. So, right. We, we knew, but we didn't say anything. I'm sure a lot of you knew. Yeah. Um, the here's i i'm not going to soft pedal this one I, here, here, <clears> uh, <throat> excuse me i say this as a fan of the band and consider them friends
2: yo sometimes really quick i think tom coughs as a signal to the audience like i don't agree with what patrick's about to say <laughs> I w-
0: yeah i should have a towel to bite. it's
2: like a coding it's like a <clears throat> sorry like sorry. please
0: fast forward from here
2: <laughs> so uh
1: i I did not think this was going to sell out in forty five minutes.
0: No, no it like, well, and a friend. A I didn't think so either.
1: Yeah, there you go.
2: It,
0: I mean, three thousand tickets, three thousand tickets in like a half an hour, thirty whatever, forty five minutes, and then they added a second show at the same place.
1: All
2: right, Yo, Patrick's having a bad day. Everybody, it's true. Um, can I add, can I add to it?
0: Yeah, please. please. I think you have a good enough sense of humor that you'll find this funny. Hit me. But we can – we you can delete this if you don't find it funny. Yeah. So I get a text message from Justin Brannon. Mm-hmm. Mm. He goes, drug charge came on the radio today or like <laughs> serious whatever because yeah. he's 90. So he only listens yeah, to serious. I was going to say, of course. Um, And I go, yeah, g- he's great. He's like – I'm like, they're great, right? He's like, yeah, it's cool. He's like, that Nothing Works song was on? And I go, <laughs> yeah. He goes – do you remember that documentary about Bellevue when the person just kept walking around like, the medications don't work? I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> He's like, that's what that song sounded like. And I was like, I'll be sure to tell Pat that you said he sounded like <laughs> the person that was institutionalized. Bob, Belle- ba- are you familiar with that? No. There's a documentary about Bellevue Hospital, like in the 90s, whatever. And it's like, yeah. very mentally ill person, like, person with mental illness yeah. is like walking around, it's like, I've been here for four years. The nothing works here the medications don't work like and it's like very monotone like over and over, like on loop they just keep you saying this over and over again it's like really fucking sad
2: yeah but, yeah.
0: but justin compared the nothing works song to that oh man i'm uh, oh, sorry man. I, I think your band's great
1: tell, tell him he works for the
0: beast he works for babylon <laughs> he works for the beast and he went to silent majority and i turned to him i go yo motherfucker have you seen this band since august of 1998 (laughs) he goes nope (laughs) i go did the last show of that
2: tour in 1998 i was like was that the last time you saw these guys and he's like yeah absolutely (laughs) and he was like look bro none of them are in my district gotta don't gotta worry about them hands
0: (laughs) exactly
2: Uh, all right yo today we're doing a really special thing we're gonna talk about music guess what we're gonna talk about music we're gonna talk about vibes we're gonna talk about 2002 we're talking about hellfest 2002 Were you both there?
0: I was there. I played.
2: Patrick, were you there?
0: Yeah, I was there. Hell yeah!
2: Um, uh, Let's get a little contract. Let
1: me let let, let me be certain of this. This this one was in uh, Syracuse. Is that right?
0: Yes. It was the outdoor one. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I was here.
2: The first outdoor one.
0: (laughs) Yeah yeah. I was I was there.
2: (laughs) All right. So. I was not there. In 2002, I was uh, living in New Brunswick. I uh, had moved out of my parents' house in 2001 at 19. Uh, I worked at a screen printing shop. Shout out TDT. Uh, they were. It was great. Um, and I probably liked five to ten bands. We'll count as we go on this show, but it was money I definitely didn't have and kind of far for me to go. And I was definitely i uh, I'm going to positive numbers dude anyways. But That's not to say that this wasn't – this was like a a big, big show. So um, where were you guys at in 2002? Tom, where were you? You were – oh, no. Shut the fuck up. Did you drop? (laughs) He fucking dropped. We're keeping this all in. Patrick, where were you in 2002? Uh,
1: I think I was living in New York City at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Probably at that stage uh, working for – Uh, A company that was making documentary films for BET, Mm. Um, and uh, uh, you know, pre-college, right? uh, Pre-college. Well, I've been to like four colleges, so whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, uh, I mean,
2: yeah. So, so this is the adult pre-barred adult adult conversation. Uh, If you don't go to a college community or otherwise, and then stop going. I don't know if I trust your I experience. Trust yeah, trust yeah, you you got to go stop, go back, uh, maybe overachieve in a community college setting, uh, at an age that's advanced and then go back to university. <laughs> it's all that's
1: necessary. It's part of the process.
2: Yes. Uh, trust the process. So, uh, uh
1: it, yeah, I, I was living in New York. Um, I think working, uh, film adjacent. I was interviewing like little Kim,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Was, uh the summer after he filmed the uh, mpb video they got lost with yeah Pierre. there you go that sounds right uh and you were living and, in in east williamsburg and that was that the dime bank building was that you no i did i wish i lived there that was a beautiful space
1: uh no i did not i lived uh across the street from a spanish language video store in uh uh williamsburg uh and oh, no, by 2002, that's not true. By 2002, I was living on 805 Broadway. I've told the story. We were known as the White House because we that's were right, the, that's only, right. the only whites in the neighborhood at that time. Uh, yeah, that, that was my life at that time. I, cause I, was I wasn't living in, Bay in Bay Ridge. Ridge. At time. I, it wasn't, I yes. wasn't in Bay Ridge yet.
2: Anyway, no, I so Tom, you go and you, you were, I was asking where you were and you literally dropped out.
0: Yeah, because where were you I, in 2002? 2002, I was touring full time. MPV was my full time job. Mm.
2: Hell
0: yeah. Um, and we made enough money to, yeah, I lived in Bay Ridge in a uh, brownstone. Mm hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, street? With, Do you remember the street? Oh, Of course, 70, 71st Street um, between 3rd and Ridge. Mm. Um,
2: I, uh, Yep. I, my sister lives on 76th.
0: Yeah, it was between Ridge and Third. And my boy and my literal across the street neighbor that we talk shit all the time is Joe Affy from Maximum Penalty. Mm. So I'd like <laughs> so- be like, I'd get up to like go get a bagel and I would just sit on a stoop for like three hours, but I'm like, hardcore fucking stupid, right? Like, and we just talk about fucking hardcore in 2002. Um, <laughs> yeah so i lived in a the the first floor of a brownstone apartment with a roommate and i all told i paid 500 and f- i paid 275 yep oh, <laughs> my other my roommate, roommate paid 275 he made the dining room into his room um oh. yeah like i moved my brother-in-law mm-hmm. lived there when he married my sister, they moved out and got a house together. He was like, Oh, my brother in law will take the apartment. And it was this like 90 year old lady who was just happy to have somebody that she could trust. Yeah. Oh, so we gave her more tough. than than we were going to, than she asked for. But I was like, I gotta give her a fucking something. Like this <laughs> yeah, poor old. Jesus lady. Christ. And then she died. Oh. And then we then the guy who lived on the third floor was a family friend that I knew me since I was born, like trip <sighs> like quadrupled the rent.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: so now it's like, how it's how still, like this guy
2: right? went from old family friend to this mf real quick
0: yeah. yeah like it's on site like still like if my like my brother-in-law and <laughs> my sister sees fucking terrence casey out there he's it's on
2: Listen. yo um okay so we're we're teleporting everyone to a place what were you gonna say pk uh i was gonna say it is
1: almost impossible unless you're living the scummiest fucking life uh, for somebody in New York to imagine, because my rent was three hundred dollars as well. Okay. So like, it's it's just and Bay Ridge,
0: to, which was impossible to nice.
1: imagine. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I loved my spot in Bay Ridge. Uh, I my spot in uh, uh Bushwick. Uh, I love the experience. Very fun, but a, a total dump. I Where'd will you say this.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no go.
1: Uh, one, one off, hold on, uh, I'll find it right. 60, it, is 68th Bay Ridge Ave or no? It's the one right next to it. Uh,
0: hold on, okay, yeah, because 69th Street is Bay Ridge Avenue,
1: 68th. So, uh, 68th, uh, everybody, this is not, uh, this is not my racism on display. I assure you, this is just uh, New York's racism on display. Uh, I lived at the Uh, In where it becomes Arab, I guess, and yeah, uh, Uh there's
0: part of Beirut that's very, very Arab and like Muslim, yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of like yeah, mosques and whatnot.
1: the reason this sticks out is because uh, some of the neighbors. Because uh, do you do you do you remember the bagel spot that was right on that corner? Listen, all I'm suggesting yeah. is that I ran into some people that called it Little Beirut, and they weren't they weren't uh,
2: uh, or, or uh, it wasn't being uncharitable. It was just kind of like uh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me. I'm trying to find. Yeah, it wasn't
0: good. cute. It wasn't like when they're like, oh, this is like Koreatown. Uh <laughs> know, it's funny because like, I was oh, like, like racist people. Uh, I'm, I'm like, oh man,
2: you guys were living in the city. And I was, uh, but in New Brunswick, my rent was $200 a month. I had my own room, but it was a dude house. But, uh, and then I'm like, wait a second. The, the woman who I was dating lived on 31st between Park and Madison. Mm. And her rent for her bedroom, two bedroom, they live in a two bedroom apartment. Her half was 1200 oh, that Which seems like a million dollars. Seemed like a million dollars. So it was a $2,400 apartment. That apartment now, I, I, uh, probably probably 45. quadruple that. Like, it had its own. It had like a living room and a little loft zone and two separate bedrooms with like their own doors and like, uh, yeah. That that's, that's crazy. crazy. Money money done changed boys. Yes. Um, well, so well. let's uh, let's dive into Hellfest. What. Uh, this is a fun fun way to do this. Uh, I am going to be the everyman and ask you guys questions. Tom, was this part of a tour for you guys? It was Most Precious TV. Blood
0: played. Yes, it was the beginning. Let me look at this, if this is the one. Yes, this is the beginning of a uh, 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 summer tour. It was uh, The Promise, Most Precious Blood, and Throwdown.
2: Hell yeah. Started here, so ended in There we go. Patrick. Yes. Do you remember how you got to the show, who you went with. It was in Syracuse.
1: No, I have zero memory.
2: You can't remember who you went. You left from New York City. Yep. Do you think you went to Albany first? Yeah. Do you think we directly? Okay. You went. Oh, okay.
0: There's a lot of Albany on here.
2: Oh, interesting. And there
0: are. Yeah, there
2: is. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's Burning Bridges on here?
0: Oh, yeah. Stage C on Saturday.
2: Hell yeah. Okay. Where do we start? So let me just tell you. For the uninitiated, we'll post this. Um, Pat, try to post this on that Patreon post, if you can, the image. Sure. All right. This there also a three DVD stages.
0: This year. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, yeah. No, no. That's right. There's, there's, there's a, a big DVD. DVD of this.
2: Oh, yeah. People be loving this. Oh, my God. There's people who have been asking us for some shit like this. All right. Three stages. I don't know if it's possible to cover everything. No. You guys certainly couldn't have seen every single band who played. I'm going to run through names as we go. Stop me if you've got something to say. Okay. I'm going to start at Stage C. Uphill battle. No Friday. Idea. Never even heard no that. No Yeah. Friday. Friday. Stage C. Uphill battle. Don't no know. Idea. American tragedy. I vaguely remember that name.
0: I yeah. Remember the name, but that's just it's it's, it's take yeah, take one word right from, from small stage.
2: For, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like like what if American nightmare and tragedy did something? Okay third band to play on the first day at 1240 on a Friday afternoon as hope dies.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh,
2: was a band. Yeah. It was a band. Pretty big.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. So I can yeah, use this, it with if hope dies. Cause they were both around the same time.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's so if hope dies why why on I, stage I, B on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see this. Hope.
2: Here's what I want to ask you guys. All right. Who has more Spotify listens today? As Hope Dies or If Hope Dies? I
1: have no... I don't remember which is which. I'm going to say
2: All if. Right. Tom, you're, you're... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All One right. If Hope Dies.
0: What are you going to tell me?
2: All right. Guess the number for As Hope Dies.
0: 3,500.
2: Okay. T- Patrick?
1: 5,000.
2: 10,000. 10,000. Uh 5, Five hundred and eighty nine. This this is it only has their two thousand three and two thousand seven records. No, they're getting rough. Which is get weird. let How about if Hope dies? Uh ten
1: thousand.
2: Okay. 14, Tom. Fourteen thousand. How how about nine hundred and thirty-four? What? Wow. What? And this has their uh it has their oh two, oh four, oh six, and twenty twenty records. That's what Wild. gonna uh, apparently so. Um interesting. I would have thought way bigger numbers on that, just because they're metalcore the band, band names yeah. that I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Dead to fall.
0: Uh yeah. big Northern. band from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, i have tried to do a lot of those dudes. Uh, Hell yeah.
1: I, I, they got I, I, bigger uh, over
2: the
0: time.
1: Yeah, they did.
2: Um uh, I had a moment. Yeah, uh, this uh, is early on for them. Let's let's play this also. Tom, were you did you guys go to the fest for Friday? Um yes okay because you play sunday bless your hearts for going to start a tour at a fest um patrick you were there for all three days uh yeah i'm sure i was hell look at you
1: oh i i I love this stuff Uh, by the way tom it was uh four two eight i did live on bay ridge avenue it was four two eight bay ridge avenue
0: uh which is right down the street from the movie theater
1: uh, that's uh, so yes so and I the mosque
0: was, where everyone <laughs> would like every douchebag from Bay Ridge was like they were yep. dancing outside the mosque on nine eleven that was the mosque like, they were not <laughs> ah, yeah. ah. no yeah, they yeah. were not be false but facts
1: not in evidence yeah
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh right. so that um,
1: so, so yeah that's uh, between fourth and fifth is where that's at yo
2: this is yeah. a really I'm looking at it on Google uh, Maps this is really nice
1: yo I love I, I loved heard. my life there.
0: And, and uh,
2: It's pretty funny because it's Bayridge Avenue. So there's
0: Bayridge yep. Ridge Avenue and Bayridge Parkway. Parkway. Yep. Nobody actually calls it Bayridge Avenue. It's 69th Ninth Street or Seventy Fifth Street.
2: Okay. That's all right. really that funny. makes me feel better. No bad one ever infusion. calls it
0: by like Bayridge Parkway. No one goes Cause, like
2: because because it's all numbers there, right? Like everything. It's
0: is all numbers. There. Those are the only two fucking streets with names, on Senator Street.
2: Senator Street. Yeah, this is nice. Uh, shout out to Bayridge. Okay, uh,
0: Monine. I feel like they're an emo band. Might have had a moment yeah. later on. Have no idea. Maybe Canadian. No, yeah. Did
1: I make that up?
2: Maybe. Bear Your Dead.
1: Got way uh, bigger dad. after this.
2: Way bigger. Early for yeah. them. I had a commercial on Headbangers Ball. Oh. Uh, this one was big. Seven Angels, Seven Plagues, just for your 320 time slot. We not big yet.
1: D- yeah, yeah, I've tried a dozen times in my life.
2: I, maybe it'll hit someday. It's it's a type of
1: uh, melodic metalcore that doesn't make any sense to my ears. And I'm. We are,
2: I'm we are on Patreon. We are on Patreon with no sense of, like, dismissal to any of these bands. No tracks for you guys yet?
0: Nothing memorable, but I know a ton of people that love it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Really, really nice folks. Some of these bands, for sure, have some big fans. So, all right. Long since Forgotten, never even heard that name. No. Yeah, I don't know. Code Seven.
0: Oh, yeah. This is, yeah, this is when they went, like, a little bit more melodic and Big Dave wasn't in the band anymore.
2: Pat, do you like this band? Uh... that, I, oh, I, yeah, sounded like, like oh, yeah.
1: No, no, no. Uh, they just had a moment. I like the material. Of, what did you say his name was? Big Dan? Big hey,
2: Dave. <laughs> pro- Dave. Big Dave. Big Dave. Pro-
0: you booked all the shows in North Carolina.
1: <laughs> I probably like that uh, era more than the era that they were going into. They went like a Deftones route after this. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, a name I know and I've always liked, but have never heard this band. Not waving, but drowning. from St. Louis. It
0: didn't work for it's me. a fucking shoegaze song. Does not sound like shoegaze.
1: No, yeah. <laughs> it does not.
2: Yeah. Um. How many monthly listeners for Code Seven on Spotify? Uh, Fifteen
1: thousand. Seven K.
2: Seventeen hundred, and all the relevant wow. records are definitely on here. Um, interesting. Um, Breaking Pangaea. Uh, uh, Philly they-
0: band. Guy went on, uh, maybe he this year or the year after to join Taking Back Sunday for all the big records. Interesting, a guy named, a guy named yeah. Fred.
2: Yep, and and so, just so not a band I've heard 433 monthly listeners on Spotify. It's terrible, it's
0: so not good. Yeah, but like yeah. when the main guitar player, singer, songwriter John Nolan left Taking Back Sunday, this guy joined and like. The ones that you saw that like Bob, like you couldn't have avoided seeing their videos. This yeah. was the guy that was in the band.
2: Oh, okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Okay, um, next one, Glass Eater.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: pop punk ish yeah. from uh, yeah, but with, with Miami,
0: schools, yeah, hardcore. Yeah.
2: A Jace. Interesting. Okay, twenty one hundred monthly listeners. Play with them a lot. Uh, this day forward, Philly, Philly suburbs uh, legends. Vadim. Yeah, huge nuts of a DM. Vadim sick. has a solo record out that's pretty interesting. It's excellent. Is it? Good. I like I that. I bought the I'm record and sure. I
0: listened to it. Everyone should oh, listen to yeah. it on Spotify.
2: Shout out to Vadim. Um, uh, this record, by the way, the uh, the Transient Effect record, mm-hmm. always stuck with me visually. Um, yes. Interesting. I could picture the cover now. Yeah, I can too. Uh, partially, no diss, but this was both a um, a... Everyone's still there. Generation Records. Uh, Hello. Listening Station record and Used Bin record. That generations For a long time. So shout out to them. Uh, and had fans. Good for them. Headline on that stage. All right. Stage B. Moving down the line. Endicott. 11 a.m. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. So uh, this was an Albany band. Uh, really kind of an interesting... Moment, uh, because, yeah. uh, they were really big in Albany, like an Albany, uh, thing. Sorry. Right. No
2: talking uh, Endicott.
1: Yep. Albany thing. Uh, and they were interesting because they had all in the same way that Bane mixes all these elements up. Uh, you know, you could say yeah. that you hear a vague youth crew. You could say that you hear vague mm-hmm. metalcore. You could say mm-hmm. that Bane is uh, really a gumbo. Right. Uh, sure. A- yeah. Endicott was sort of that, but then they were this, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school. They'd probably be honest about this. I think they took it to heart that their songs had no choruses. And Ooh. then, then they put out a record, which was all choruses and it was not it, you know
0: what I mean? Mm, <laughs> so, because right. they, they, they were like with honor at Jace. Uh,
1: no, they were like, I honestly think Bane is comparable in some ways. Um,
2: I think you guys are both kind of pointing in a similar direction though same direction i mean yeah.
1: th- these these songs uh endicott's songs went on long for my taste, but they mm-hmm. they kind of uh i don't know it, it, it was it was definitely its own thing until they signed with e v r and kind of were were like on some oh we need choruses and uh the chorus stuff didn't work uh some of these fellows have gone on to do other stuff uh uh, hush which is more like uh, a doom inspired uh they they do uh, uh chuck from this band does but um they uh he was the singer
2: they, of the band right yep
1: yep uh everybody in this band nice dudes cool dudes uh i th- uh, myself and i think a lot of um albany people thought that they lost the plot with that last record i mean it, you, it used a lot of pink
2: also fella who played guitar in this band don was he also a graphic design guy
1: yeah that's right five one eight print shout out
2: to more. don very good designer. Did a lot of stuff that you wouldn't know that he did in the mid-2000s. Lots of stuff. Bunch of half hard stuff. Bunch of stuff. Yeah. Shut up, Don Naylor. Nice guy. Um, uh, how many of their, without being unkind, how many promo cuts on their EVR CD did you do?
1: Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, Damn. yeah, <laughs> this is not an indication on the band. It's because of the time this time frame 2002 to 2005 people were still in the habit of pressing tens of thousands of CDs and the game done changed Tommy. So yeah, that's right. uh, we, we we did a lot of that at Rev HQ um, where there were just pallets of CDs that were coming back at distributors saying can't do anything with this. Hey, label. Do you want these? Nope. Okay. How about we charge you to to destroy them? Yup. Go ahead, do that. Sure. Fine. <laughs> Can't do anything with them. It was wild, wild. So many thrown away discs. Um. All right. The June Spirit. No idea. I feel like they're like a Jersey band that played like
0: all like the skating and surfs like around this time. That's all I got.
2: All right, let's see if we can find anything. Uh, that name sounds familiar. I think you're right, Tom. Yep. Uh, 2001.
0: Were, like, we're playing the Stingray stage the, at fucking Bubble uh, blah, blah, blah. Like
2: Yep. You're not wrong. And that's about right. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, 338 monthly listeners. Not bad. 20 years later. From Marlton, New Jersey. Yep. Oh, South Started Jersey. in 2000,
0: 2003.
2: Yep. Yep. So that's at some point, we'll talk about how odd the South Jersey thing is. Uh, As I've noted, basically, there's a huge population base that's just outside of Philly on the South Jersey side, very livable, nice place, whether it's Cherry Hill, uh, Collingswood, uh, uh, Marlton, Mabel Shade, Morristown, all the way down to Berlin, Voorhees, really nice areas all around there, Um, but it is Philly suburbs. And right. it, Towns that no
0: one know, no one here no one knows outside of New Jersey.
2: No, and, and, and like yo, if you live I didn't know those places till I ended up getting a job out there and lived out there for a few years, even though I lived forty minutes away. It just was irrelevant sure. to my world other than driving through to get to Philly. However people from Philly probably wouldn't piss on South Jersey if it was on fire, despite the fact that they basically identify as Philadelphia adjacent. So sure. Interesting place. Shout out to South Jersey. Uh, I got a lot of interesting, weird love for you. Um, building on fire. Anything? Maybe Syracuse van. I don't really yeah. know much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sy- Syracuse. Uh, maybe kind of uh, maybe, maybe if I'm remembering correctly uh, in that uh, initial records
2: vein, Oh, that sounds right. Okay. Love is red. There are two of five on a on a Syracuse Bill. Yeah. Uh <laughs> love, love is, is red. red. We all know this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Love is Red, uh kind of melodic mosh. Is that fair?
0: I think
2: that's fair. Yeah, a little a
0: little, halute, little mm-hmm. terror, a little Rain Supreme, all in a Rain Supreme was around at the time, but that kind of idea.
2: Yep. Like, yeah, from the from the, the of, South had memory. a moment like Yep. Yep. From Nashville and the surrounding parts of Alabama. If if you ran into folks from the southeast uh, in that like mid two thousands range, they wanted to tell you about Love Is Red and talk to you about it. Very like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Stay Gold is to the northwest. Love Is Red was to the southeast.
0: Right, and you know Jeff Yancey, right? From yes. Richmond, yes, Richmond. Wonderful
2: guy. Loved. Really him. good L- guy. Listen, listener, but he played bass. Shut up and uh, no Roger. Who was in oh, Roger from Singing ships Yeah, yep. and Trial. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, shout out. Uh, your enemy's friends. Uh, no idea. It's a MySpace band, I think. I know. <laughs> a Life Once Lost, Philly Suburbs band.
0: Philly Suburbs band. Vadim started in that band.
2: The yeah, OG Bucks County, uh, but they were right. kind of. Uh 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 Doylestown, I believe. Yeah, I, Doylestown. <sighs> yep. I believe one of these fellas is somehow involved in Siren Records, um, or was. Uh I don't know. Um Quiet like
0: Metal Four. Yep. Yep. Um uh, Vadim, who was in this day forward, started in The Life Once Lost.
2: Interesting. Interesting. Matt, did you ever fuck with the
0: Life One's Lost? Because I feel like you like um uh burnt by the sun.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: so a life and once I, lost. I feel like this is
0: like a Jace.
1: It is, but for whatever reason it never really connected with me. I, I uh have been thinking about revisiting a lot of stuff from this era, so this will probably motivate me. Mm-hmm. All
2: right. Season of fire. Uh uh
0: our our homeboy from Harvest. Yes, Dave Walker. That's Dave Walker.
1: Uh doing <laughs> really good work on this, honestly. So for people that uh maybe uh uh, um maybe uh harvest is two uh 90s for you uh season of fire is really kind of just straightforward heavy hardcore it kind of rules it it's like it's good you could make the argument that it's uh it's it didn't fully arrive where it wanted to go i guess you could say that but it is properly good uh torture inhibition is the name of the record it's fucking it's fucking good <laughs> So, and visually, uh, Bob, that one would probably, you've probably seen it at like, uh, generations, uh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, but it's good record. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready
2: to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bank of slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Interesting. Okay. Torture inhibition.
0: Bob didn't think this was going to take that long. Then No, I knew what it would take. take.
2: No, do everything. I knew this was going to be where it was and I'm excited about it. Uh, At the three forty slot on stage two, stage B on a Friday between the Buried and Me, Um, I never got it. I like the stuff that these
0: dudes have done in other bands. I just never understood this.
1: uh, It makes zero sense to my ear. Yeah, Um, like prog rock with like death metal
0: parts. I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, I I I see their six huge. I don't know these fellas, so I can't be proud of them per se. But I, I'm very happy for their success. Uh, seem like cool dudes. Don't understand oh, the music at all.
2: Only 161 month, 161,000 monthly listeners. So no. not, no, not no. huge. Well, yeah, huge, well huge. still big. <laughs> yeah, Patty, uh, Mr. Drug Church over <laughs> here. Um, I I do know this Season of Fire uh, 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 record cover. Yep. Um interesting. I, I kind of like it. Um, Taken.
1: Uh, okay. Orange Ray County. Arkins, Ray, Ray Arkins, who, uh, Shout out to Ray. I, saw him, I less. saw him the other day uh, at uh, LDB. Um,
0: so that was like in, two months ago, man. Oh, sorry. Uh, taken. Oh, that's what you. That's when you know. You get old. Yeah, that's. I saw him the time other time. day, gr- Grandpa. That was Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
1: taken is my uh, preferred poison the well.
2: Interesting. Wow. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, a band who I believe had a real moment locally in Orange County. That's right. yeah uh, in a and scene, Japan. and in a scene that did uh, that kind of led to stuff like thrice, like this weird space between the throwdown, eighteen visions stuff, and what thrice would become. Taken's right in that space. What was the band after Taken? It was uh, Koto. Uh, yes. Kodo, Thank you very much. Uh, saw them a bunch because, uh, yeah, knew, knew right pretty well. Haste. I. <laughs> I don't know because um,
1: – Tom, help me out. Uh,
0: Are you thinking of haste today?
1: I, well, this is where I get confused. Um, I'm all confused
0: about these bands. I never yeah, listen to Yeah, them. yeah, um, yeah. I, I maybe I don't know. <laughs> I feel like this is like melodic kind of like Deftones-y sort of like where all those bands went. Like Code 7 tried to do this. Taken tried to do this, but then like I feel like Circus Survive came around and like actually did it.
2: Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. okay.
0: Like you know, de- 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 like a little a lot of like a lot of fucking finger tapping with fucking someone singing pretty over it. I get. I don't. I mean, I don't even know. Uh- <laughs> <I> apologize. <laughs> it probably sounds like fucking Slayer and I
2: love. I love do. that description <laughs> of Circuit Survive though. I, I think it it kind of hits. Um, all right. Uh, In pieces. Good hardcore band from Connecticut.
0: That's right. Yeah. Okay.
2: Bane and Jace by the name you can tell. Oh yes, okay. I now remember. Him. Okay, uh, good this, band, very good band. This band, Open Hand. I remember their name, Open Hand. Stop. All right, I hate this. So we want the T. You want the T from me? Yeah, go. I, yeah, we want hit the T. So the singer
0: kind of did his like. This is pretty much a solo band.
2: Yep. Okay. Right.
0: That he like would hire musicians around him. I think they were like, y- you couldn't tell anybody that this band wasn't going to be the next
2: biggest thing. Yeah. They were being pushed like, in front of everything.
0: Right. So like trust kill, like signed them as like, you know, like we're going to be slumming it with trust kill until we sign an epic kind of shit. And then it came out and it went over like a fucking fart in a phone booth.
2: Nobody cared. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But here's the weird thing. This is like the, the tea behind the T. So the guy in this band, very nice dude. The band is actually quite good. The record's is very good, but like it didn't go anywhere.
2: Yeah.
0: So the dude's name is Justin. The main the singer, um, he was a straight edge dude, played fucking emo music, you know, hired this band around him. His father was Wayne Isham. What if you ever watched a music video yeah. in this time frame or but like from like 96 on, his father was a director of those music videos, yeah. Oh. So this kid was is a like a multi multi millionaire,
2: yes.
0: But his father, his Justin Isham, his father was Wayne Isham, so it was like he was born like on third base in terms of like music, right? Like access.
2: Just, just so so everybody gets it Not in a uh, bad way. Nineteen eighty five, uh "Home Sweet Home" by Molly Crew. Everybody's crazy. Michael Bolton, uh "Pretty in Pink." Psychedelic Furs in eighty six, "Living on a Prayer." Bon Jovi, "You Give a Love a Bad Name." Bon Jovi. I uh, wanted Dead or Alive, Bon Jovi, Girls, 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 Motley Crue, a grip of other Motley Crue. So emotional, Whitney Houston, Heat of the Night, Brian Adams. He's touching. Pour some sugar on me. He did the Pour some sugar on me, that's Def Leppard video. Oh intense. my yeah, God! But then it gets to like Janet Jackson. Like no, he's doing everything. Either. He's doing Pink Floyd videos. He's doing yeah, well, yeah, Black Cat. Jack. Oh, he did Black Cat, Janet Jackson. Uh, does Enter Sandman, Metallica. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. He- Can we talk about Red Bamboo? How was it? It was quite good. I hadn't been there
0: in years. Um, VP2 is gone, but it's something else, but oh, I think wow. it's still the same owners.
2: Okay, yeah, VP2 is gone. I, I don't know when it went, but it went. And it was like... And now it's called Shanghai thing. something,
0: or something okay. along those lines. But you think it's still Shared Kitchen? I'm, I'm almost positive because i don't know pat i don't know if you remember like when ram bamboo opened it was like the new hot shit yep so you could never get seated uh yep i recalled all yep. Of this yep so you used to be like i'm gonna go sit in vp2 you could order the red bamboo menu yeah,
2: vp2 and in okay.
0: vp2 because vp2 had been there forever nobody wanted to be there so you could literally get the same order but just not be like not wait 45 minutes for a table <laughs> right um, I'm gonna. I don't know what the new place is called, but like, yeah, it was pretty good. The food was cool. Menu's a little bit different. Um, okay. They didn't change any of the decor. No. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I hadn't been there. It had to be probably coming up on ten years, and hmm. it was cool.
2: I have gotten uh, takeout wings from there a couple times. Amanda loves them. Uh, I think they're pretty good. Um, I prefer. Those same wings, but the, they have the uh, sugar cane um, stick Oh, inside. as the bone? As the bone. Better than just the the wood stick. Um. I think you can get those at uh, – they changed the name of the place.
0: Mm-hmm. It's up on like center – like right near Canal Street, uh, but on Center Street.
2: Really? That's where they get all their okay, food. If you Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, no, no, no. The, used to the spot, them- yeah. The grocery store, the market with all the vegetarian stuff.
0: Yes. Yeah. It used to be called like I think it was I don't know if it was like Fenghua or something.
2: Yeah,
0: not Fenghua. It was something along those lines. and Now it's like Lilies, whatever. Like, yeah. The other no. place is called Shanghai Villa, which is and it's also a uh, vegan small plate place, so it's got to be the same. And they'd run your food out the backyard and get you to the. Uh... But it was cool. <laughs> it was food was good. I had a uh, a breakfast sandwich and some wings. It was uh, pretty all right. Oh yeah, all
2: right.
0: I like that. When's the last time you had vegan wings, Patrick? Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sh- I'm sure somewhat recently. Uh this is uh, not the most exciting content for our listeners, but I had a oh, absolutely out. delicious I don't give a shit about pizza the way that some people do. I enjoy pizza obviously, but I'm not, you know, you know those dudes that are always talking about pizza? I'm not sure, among sure,
0: them. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: Barstool. <laughs> mm. I'm not among them, but uh that spot uh near uh Soundstage, that underground, ooh, they do a good vegan pizza, man. They'd really good vegan pizza. It was delicious, and
0: I I never,
1: like I said, I don't care, but it was it was good.
0: Mm. Mm. A yeah, nice little Saturday in the good old Bodymore Murderland.
1: Yeah, I've been so I've been doing those like uh, basically twenty two hour fasts every day, but the but it went the the uh, show last night went so well that I said you know what I'll reward myself I'll get a little, get a little treat. How are the fasts doing? You're feeling it. Completely fine. Dude. Like dude, on a show day, it's do. it's so much better. Like I'd strug- I'm sure I would struggle at home, right? But like right on a show day, it makes me feel light. Uh, I get poo out of my body in time to be on stage. It's
2: cool. Mm. What, poo what, what out of my body? What have you been eating on the in the two hours that aren't the twenty two hours? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Two thousand calories in an hour. You just basically. go hard. You go
1: hard? Oh, that's uh, wild. So I'll eat I mean, I uh, that
0: pizza for him. Yeah.
1: Uh, so I will eat uh like twenty dollars worth of salad and a ha- a- a- and from so I'll just go to the Whole Foods, buy a very, very big salad, and then also eat a half a pound of cookie dough. <laughs> Wow, so
2: there's, been, there's the Patrick we know and love. Good job. That's how I've been doing it. Um, all right. Well, let's talk some hardcore. Uh, let's let's do this. Um, we we talked on the main line. Let's do this. This will be our Patreon that follows up the main line episode. We'll put it up this week. Um, we talked about the tracks, um, but we also said, and I don't, Patrick, you were kind of quiet during this part, so couldn't get your read. Uh, that the there's a higher line, baseline of bands right now than there was before. Do you agree with that? No. Go in. Are we talking in terms of like, like just quality? We're talking about like the the lower level, like lower uh, the yeah quality. Like bands are better holistically. So recordings, live show. Oh, you know what? Yeah, okay. I'll go with
1: that. I, I'll, I think I'll,
2: so. I'll go with it. Uh, but it depends on the, it
1: depends on the moment. I've not made too many. Um, I think I've been full throated about the eras that I haven't enjoyed. You know, uh, there's one that's a little too recent for me to really go off on, you know, cause I feel like there's still a lot some of lingering people. What is yeah. that?
2: Just say it. Just say it. We're on Patreon.
1: Uh, I felt like the Mosher's delight era or
2: was just not oh, good. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like I, but but that was coinciding well, oh got... my So the Mosher's delight thing and Tom correct me, Pat correct me, um that that's like 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15 maybe, but so it's coinciding with some of the like touche's popping trapped under Ice is popping code orange kids is getting bigger like a lot of that stuff was coming up on the other side of the fence
1: yeah you know i i would have to look at it i thought it was uh kind of just dying down as we were starting the podcast is that track for you or no
2: it was like uh, – it was on its very – you're not wrong. There was still Masha's Delight stuff coming out, but it was like Last Legs kind of thing.
1: And, and look, everybody, I'm not – sh- I don't know, it, I the, I don't know everybody that no, was involved no, no, no. with Masha's Delight. I'm not trying to shit on everybody. I, I'm just saying no. that that style – like that that uh, uh, aesthetic plus uh, kind of vibe, I thought – Demo core of that era. You didn't like yeah, that? Yeah, I, I just thought – it I, what I thought it did was I thought it like kind of aggrandized a – uh, a faux a, a faux amateur approach to things, and if it was so there was people that were like embracing what probably felt like roots hardcore to them, but it, it completely d- didn't acknowledge that a lot of the bands and we've talked about this on the podcast, forgive me a, a lot of the bands that we we love from older eras were maxing themselves out financially to, to get the recordings that were the best sure. that they could well, get at that time.
2: Well, so yeah, there's, there's an aping of style in that production, but like there is also a feeling that it's like saying uh, uh, of that ilk. And I don't think this is wholly true, but I think there was some of this energy where it's like, yeah, we're just trying to be a New York hardcore band. And it's like, oh, like, like killing time or like outburst or breakdown, like no, more like a uh, fit of anger or you know, like, you know,
0: (laughs) or or Tommy (laughs) Carroll's irate that played one show and had a, you know, like
2: the trip six, seven inch, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, there's, there's a level where it's like, I have a lot of love for some of that. Like, um, you know, with the, with the straight edge stuff, we call it second rate, not so great. Uh, second rate, still straight third rate, not so great. And some of that stuff's like charming and clever and silly and fun. Um, New York hardcore, I think I have a lot of appreciation for some of the second third tier stuff. But like if you don't acknowledge that like like uh, the breakdown demos are better than Fit of Anger. They just are. Killing Time is better than Fit of Anger. It just is. And Fit of Anger would say that. Fit yes, of Anger would That's the thing that's lost sometimes, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, no, you're you're not wrong. It's an interesting it's an interesting thing. I think I think that there became a bit of a, a mask on energy with that stuff that in a weird way paralleled the same kind of energy that you dislike about, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, secret guy hardcore, right? Mysterious guy. Mysterious guy. Secret <laughs> Secret guy hardcore is a new thing. Yes. Hey, <laughs> you know, come here. <laughs> that's that's the dude on the cover of the killing time record actually secret guy hardcore um (laughs) mysterious guy hardcore where um there's almost this like we're in on it and you aren't and there's a a thing here it's like well really Eh." an embrace of the amateurism which is like "Eh, really Eh, you had to work hard to make it look like shit Right. Um, and I don't feel that... I think there was some good stuff that came out of that, but then not so much. I mean, I, I think the Akulu folks all came out of that world, which is interesting. Mm. Um, I think Countdown and some of the bands, the efforts they were doing before that, those guys were involved in, which is interesting. I mean, yeah, there's like the clear stuff that Pat likes. Yeah, I mean, look, like, as I said, I'm I mean, no, sure... We, Pat doesn't like clear, he likes free. He likes free. I do
0: like free. Uh, oh. <laughs> but, I When mean, they put out the Fury demo... Here's the thing. I'm
1: I'm not shitting on all this uniform. Oh, no, no, no. Just the vibe. I, it's just, for me, uh, and look, this is in some ways a touchy subject because I'm not trying to tell anybody what hardcore is, right? Like, really not. It, it's just, to my own tastes, I think that trying to be the best at what I do with very limited resources in terms of like my natural ability at the beginning of the, of all my bands really fucking no finances whatsoever and trying to do the absolute best because it's a thing that I really care about. Uh, Uh, to me, that's part and parcel of the whole thing. Right. And, uh, When and uh, I'm not—I don't mean to throw Masha's delight into this next statement, but but uh, when there is a general vibe of what I did over my summer vacation, hardcore,
2: right, right, I'm out, uh, I'm
1: out hard. (laughs) I mean, like, and but here's the thing: that is a huge strain of hardcore for its entire duration. So I'm not trying to tell somebody that they can't love that shit. Uh there's people that find real beauty in the obscure stuff. Uh there's people that <clears throat> it's it to them that is the culture. But I just fucking, it's nothing I ever connected with. I've been doing this for a long time. It's something I value, I take for seriously. And sort of that, you know, seven inch and breakup attitude. Get the fuck out of here with that.
2: I mean I I think oh, Gary, the way you no. framed Yeah, please. Go ahead, Tom. No, oh, sorry. I just I'm not
0: as familiar with Monsters of Delight. I don't know where this was. Like it was not in my purview whatsoever.
2: Is this like locking out Junior? No, no. You know what it was? It was um so Fury was a Monsters of Delight thing kind of. You know, like they did a live tape and maybe a demo, but it was basically trying to do late 80s for the most part straightforward Mm -hmm. hardcore in the 2010s so i think there was like a stick together live tape kind of thing um there's a power trip one there's a power yeah there's 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 wild side uh
1: mill mill spec
2: you know i mean there's a lot of good stuff here yeah like here's the thing bob do you like monsters delight stuff yeah, almost, like, assuredly. I like almost all of it. All right, let me go through this. Yeah, there's um, a lot the, of good stuff. The Big Contest 7-inch is good. The Time Will Tell 7-inch, that's really good. Um, Unified Right has some songs. I don't know if it's on here. Uh, I love Fury, uh, the band Shrapnel. That's actually pretty good. Um, Free at Last, this tape is cool, but I really like the 12-inch that they did that came out on Triple B, as far as this stuff goes. Um Burst of Rage is a funny one. A uh, Connecticut band that uh, had some weird stuff go down. Uh, but yeah, like Give did a tape. I think that's one of the live shows. Uh, Red Death demo, I believe. So it's folks, protesters, pretty good for the moment. Um, standoff, Austin from Free and uh, Have Heart later. Um, that's uh, Was he in standoff? No, he wasn't. Nick, who, sings, who plays bass in... Uh, Fiddlehead now was in standoff. Did a seven on Youngblood. Um they fit in this space sort of between early Triple B and Youngblood. Yeah, that's and, that's right. You know, kind of did a lot of tapes and stuff like that. Um but yeah, you, you look at this this line of sight is Austin's band. I actually really like line of sight. Praise did a tape. Um Step for Change, Step for Change tape's pretty good. Yeah, like you you what you're pointing out here um patrick if there's people who like i don't know straight edge hardcore late 80s stuff classic revelation stuff um but maybe you also like schism records and are curious about the early new the early new age stuff and um you know uh, i'm trying to think oh what's the pre jade tree label action-packed if you think action-packed records are cool uh, go listen to most of the Monster's Delight stuff. You'll like it. Um, but it's from this time. I H- remember there was a big High festival. High Impact. That's right. Action Packed was the release 7-inch. So uh, those those are the two sides, actually. High Impact and Action Packed, I believe.
1: <laughs> you have no idea what it just took out of my brain to figure that out. Good job. I, was I, like, I appreciate that.
2: Like, uh, <laughs> go on. Um, so anyways. Uh, um, yeah. That was a weird time because you want not know. No, we, all right, it's Patreon, so let's unpack. I think this is the post big hardcore fest, post rivalry records, post rivalry records. I'm not trying to use that as an example. I'm using the hardcore fastest, hardcore has gotten too professional or glossy yes. or clean. Um, Bridge Nine is too glossy and clean. Yep. Uh, we need tapes, we need demos, we need raw hardcore, we need hand drawn logos, da da da. Look, that's speaking to my heart in a lot of ways, except for the shooting down on things, ex- which is to say, like, yo, when I started at Revelation in 2004, I didn't think we should start putting out demos or re releasing, like, Warzone 7 inches or, like, I'll start hand drawing the cover or we'll, you know what I mean? I didn't think I realized what revelation was in 2004, five, six, as opposed to 87, 88, 89, et cetera. Um, and so when, when there's an energy where it feels like you're trying to recreate something, it feels weird because why not just create something um, maybe even that is inspired by. It. And I think that's what people could argue against, what you're saying pat and say no no we were trying to do something new and this and that yeah, and- which honestly
1: i mean firstly i'm looking at the looking at the z- discography a lot of good bands and secondly right right <laughs> and, and secondly it is it, they're not wrong it, a hardcore particularly like the post melodic hardcore like look at look okay let's say that you just loved fucking died in the wool hardcore right yeah yeah and uh bridge nine had by that point it's completely betrayed you (laughs) you know what i mean like so even if you came up as a bridge nine kid it was in an era where they lost you right sure Uh,
2: no no right because here's the thing like uh, yes the the post and like to be honest like something like have heart starts as the what counts ep and so, then it ends up at uh, songs, w- w- songs yep. to scream with the sun, which are two very different sonic aesthetic production value, overall vibe and energy yep. items. So, right. So let's say, and
1: I'm talking without judgment, I, the music that was on Bridge Nine at that time. If I went back and listened to, it, may or may not appeal to me more than Masha's to. I don't fucking know. But well, they uh, moved in. Go ahead. But, but it's it's decidedly different than what you signed on for. Uh, if you were kind of on the early end of that. Right. Uh, and then let's look at, uh, what, what your options were in heavy music. Were you going to listen to the metal core of 2014? <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> you know what I mean? So w- where do you take it from there? Oh, I love music. I love heavy music. I love subculture, heavy music. I love hardcore. Uh, what were your options? I uh, I'm sure if I looked, I could find a lot of good music that came out in 2014. But the fact of the matter is I don't begrudge anybody for saying, Hey, my aesthetic is hardcore. I'm going to put, th- I'm going to put that out or I'm going to listen yeah. to that. I don't begrudge that. Uh, uh, just for me, uh, I, ju- I just really did not like that. There was a moment that coincided with Masha's delight of just like, Uh, you know as you guys said a type of crate digging that i thought was a little insincere right sure uh and a general like um uh, maybe maybe bordering on cosplay love of of things that's um you kind of can never touch again that you kind of can't recreate in any real way um so
2: you know, I mean, look. No, I think it's it's interesting. I, I, it's hard to explain it. Tom, uh, the band Lament. Yes. I know you're familiar. Right. Love Lament. I think they're really cool. When I first discovered them, uh, it was in a similar time I discovered this band, Gut Instinct, from Baltimore. Right? Yep, same label. Yes, correct. Correct. Right. Um, and – Yes, correct. And oh, uh, Cornerstone Productions maybe did the, but whatever. Regardless, it, they it were something. They
0: put out like clutch, yeah, yeah. Uh, or like the early Clutch Seven Inches. And, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They were in the same ether. Um, if you like Breakdown, you you would like Gut Instinct, but Breakdown's better. Like just, just full sale. Just 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 this. Uh, I don't think the folks in gut instinct would be mad at that. Maybe there'd be somebody who's like, no, you don't understand. You you had to see gut instinct at this one show. And I I would love to hear that story actually. Um, But I remember the feeling of discovering them and be like, Oh my God, this isn't a band I heard, heard people talk about up to that point. Um, I I could use the the enough demo, New Jersey straight edge, fast, hardcore kind of late eighties band, similar thing. Then you'd, start unpacking these, like, legend pieces of it, these, like, little stories, these nuggets, and then it just becomes this cool, shining diamond in the rough that you have an affinity for, partially because of the scarcity of it. Can I see how that can turn into, I like this more than the thing that is objectively better? Yeah. So, I think what happens sure. though is that cognitive dissonance between those two things being able to exist and it being okay, and being able to say, look, like, Breakdown's just the best version of this. I just happen to like this better. You know, like, so, like, uh, you know, the way it is, comp is better than the new breed comp. Why? Listen to them back to front, back to back. You tell me which is better. That doesn't mean someone couldn't tell me, yeah, but I just like everything about the New Breed comp and how weird it is and how there's so many damn bands on it and how there is like, yo, there's like three or four songs that are just awesome. It's like, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, It was a tape comp that came with a zine and, uh, you know, these mystical like intangibles. So I, I think that sometimes that can come across or can convert into almost a theatrical version of the thing you know what i mean does that make sense yes it does i still think people should hear the lament seven inch
1: i'm not kidding i would take the most incompetent vfw mosh over what i witnessed that night it was
0: it's rough man it's really rough it's sad
1: and like, listen, who's the I mean, one fella on
0: people, so who gives a shit, but who
1: who's the one fella in the band that's likable? Who, who uh, Tom, who is that guy?
0: Duff. Duff. Okay. So he was the dude that was in punk bands in the 80s.
1: Yes. And Bob, I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh he is uh he's the only one of them. He must have gotten sober before the other guys. Must have, because he's like he's, he he's shredded, he looks right. healthy, he can still play. Uh and from people who were b- backstage, he was the guy, he was the guy that would come up to you and want to talk to you about fucking negative approach or whatever. Right. You yeah, know what
2: yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, so like, he's the one with the background. He
1: He's the one that's also just like a chill bro. So, uh, shout out to Duff, uh, slash 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 could still play, but he looked fucking bad. <laughs> like, it was it was just an all around pile of shit. It was really really
0: rough. And people probably paid hundreds of dollars for that. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I was with my friend James, and after like maybe forty minutes, he goes, "I don't know if I can do this."
0: <laughs> said, yeah. Well, As dude, a, if this is any, so I'm looking at Setlist.fm. So you saw them on November 18th, 2022, the night, the week before they played in Singapore. They went on at seven thirty and played till ten thirty. Oh yeah, they oh, yeah, did. Yeah. Oh my god, twenty nine songs.
1: <laughs> he changed his outfit a dozen 28 times. times. Uh,
0: they, I mean, they did a Velvet Revolver, Revolver cover, uh, The Wings Ooh. cover, Antidote yeah. with uh, Attitude with uh, by the Misfits with Duff on vocals. Yeah. Um, I. I Bob Dylan oh that's that's already there but this show ends with an Aussie Aussie chant but so they played for three hours but none of it was good
1: yeah and he 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 was wearing a uh, aboriginal flag patch uh, on his jeans but it was upside down and apparently it it was not upside down at the next show (laughs) so so, whoever styled him got the memo (laughs) <laughs> that hey your effort your efforts to to be likable here are failing
2: oof oof duff do you guys know anyone in real life named duff other than duff mccaig
0: i had the cr- a crush on duff from mtv
2: oh yeah karen duffy right. remember yeah. she was so cute that's a good nickname um cool? what are we going to talk about for hardcore? It's it's the Patreon. Shout out to everybody who follows us on Patreon. Uh we love you, we appreciate you, we got you. Um Is there any stuff we haven't talked about on Maine because it's too hot for talk?
1: Um I mean, we could finally get to the. We could very briefly address the the propaganda, uh shirt conversation if we if we could keep oh it. Oh Yeah. If we could Let's keep it, it to a pain free few minutes and move on to another topic, I'd be happy
2: to. <laughs> Let's go. What was refresh? Because it was on the internet more than a week ago, so nobody remembers what happened.
1: All right. So Jeff Rosenstock, who uh, everybody tells me is a cool dude, but I uh, don't know from Adam. He uh, wears shorts
0: all the whole time. It drives me nuts. Oh, anyway, it, yeah,
1: so i i associate him with like like mikey i th- assume he's mikey erg's dad is that true or or untrue? They're
2: probably about the same age but yeah, yeah let's say he's like, his dad his his cool uncle
0: okay his, yeah, his biological in, uncle right he was um, in, bombed the music industry and something else oh bummer okay Okay, yeah, so, so like everybody, ska he was a Scott dude. That, like,
1: yeah, yeah, like, I i like, like that stuff. And also, everybody, I don't, uh, before this gets back to Mikey Erg, I don't know a Mikey Erg song from a, uh, the, you know, a fucking The Sound of a Golden Retriever barking. I have no fucking idea. Uh, it was just one of those, um, kind of, uh, The Sound
2: of a Golden Retriever barking, <laughs> the new Mikey Erg's album. Let's go. Let's go.
1: I'm just saying, uh, both of you will be very aware of this world, although I don't know how much time you spent there. Uh certainly self-defense played that New Brunswick basement scene an awful sure. fucking lot. And Went to a lot
2: of them. The, it evolved. The, by the time it hit yeah. See, you know what? You had to probably you probably had to swim in some of the same soups as some of that stuff that became the ergs world. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah
1: for sure Mm -hmm. and and look everybody just because of that music doesn't make any fucking sense to me um it doesn't mean i'm not i don't wish these people bad luck you're not a hater no god bless all uh i hope mikey i hope mikey erg is a is a trillionaire off of uh erg music so uh
0: he plays Uh, uh, (laughs)
2: what what was that venue in latham the landing spot i saw him there landing zone landing zone shout was it out
0: seven nine it was that club seven nine seven was that something different
2: no something different landing zone was uh on albany shaker road i think like out by the airport
0: mm. right there with death by stereo really that's cool i'm like 99 percent sure uh yeah. it was a
1: nightmare of a venue uh so anyway the the uh uh so this jeff rosenstock uh mikey Urg's uncle says uh, he's coming down on the merch cuts that these venues have um, and we've discussed it on this podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. They
1: are borderline criminal uh, mm-hmm. and particularly when you reach a certain level, but not the level past it. This is the, it is deeply frustrating because when you're a band on a, uh, what I kept hearing from our friends in DIY music was uh, yeah, but so real quick, everybody, basically, if you're really out of the loop on this, um, venues will ask for a percentage of your sales in uh, e- e- merch <laughs> every night, right?
0: Okay, so I that's, looked up the Landing Zone Latham concerts on setlist.fm. The only setlist they have, I wish I was kidding, is the Ergs.
2: Uh, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> one. Dude, Uncle, for, Uncle Jeff took care of them, made sure uh, it got up there. October 8, thousand
0: eight. They played first side. So first song, side one, a very pretty song for a very special lady. Part two, "Hey Jealousy" by the Gin Blossoms. It's mm. like I say, hold you on. know, and
2: bike it. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, Pat. Keep talking, but Tom, give me that date one more time. Ten eight
0: oh eight.
2: Okay, I was watching a preseason Knicks game in the bar area while they played. <laughs> so, okay, <laughs>
0: incredible. <laughs>
2: Uh, it was good, David Lee era Knicks. Like, okay. real, real, real rough times. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find it right now. Um, yeah, let's see. 2008. Yeah. Oh, yeah. DeAntoni's first season. Yeah. It was an early preseason game. I'm trying to find it right now. Um, all right. What were we talking about? We're talking about uh, Uncle Jeff. <clears throat> okay. So, right. So, he,
0: he put out a spreadsheet of all the percentages of each venue he was playing. And and they're fucking
1: onerous. There's no debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I yeah. mean,
0: he's also playing places like fucking Terminal Five that fits
2: 3,500 people. Right. And so, just so to co- connect this, this is this dude's taking gel out on tour with this tour. I'm pretty yes. sure it's for yes, that yes, tour. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and by all accounts is and by all accounts is a cool dude that actually likes music.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to that dude.
1: So, uh cool. So he he's putting sort of the entire system on blast. He seems like a reasonable adult, you know what I mean? So he's just mm-hmm. venting, hey, this is one of the irritations I have in life. Look at it sucks. And there's a bunch of outcry. Uh, metalcore bands had been doing this for a while, but people just dismiss metalcore bands. <laughs> So, so like nobody gave a fuck when metalcore bands were like, yeah, we're getting robbed here, and everybody's like, ah, shut up, man! Didn't you? Shut up
0: man. go play another mosh part. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, but when Jeff Rosenstock, who's very well liked, uh, comes out and says this, uh, a different class of people took it uh, took uh, to heart. So they said, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started the conversation. It went in every fucking direction because the, there's always the pedantic, uh, potentially autistic dude like Patrick who has to point out, like the well, you know, you you can negotiate these things, and then the, which is not helpful in the moment. But then also the sloganeering of you know this is why you should only play DIY shows. That's not helpful either because heads up everybody, your DIY venue cannot get any type of licensing to play for me to support 3,500 people. I'm sorry. I wish it was not the case. I would love to play your burnt down fucking, uh, uh, dirt mall. You know what I mean? I just have the,
2: you really want to play my, (laughs) that's the other band. That's drug charge and dirt mall. mall.
1: (laughs) That You have the keys to, because your uncle is the janitor. I would love to play it. However, we'll only get two songs in and then I'll have a bunch of angry people because the shit gets shut down. So, Anyway, when you get to a certain size, b- being properly DIY becomes very very difficult and if you need fucking proof of that, uh a band who only plays irregular venues, uh like non-venue venues. Uh I I know their booking agent of many years uh or was and uh that shit is a fucking hassle in every meaningful way too. You know what I mean? And, uh, so <clears throat> listen Brogan. It is all this shit. It, it, th- this Rosenstock guy uh, puts it out there. People talk about it. Propagandi gets on Twitter and uh, subtweets and just says, uh, what was it? Like, uh, people, people really. People engaged.
2: complaining about merch cuts, but using sweatshop labor for their merch or something like that.
1: Yeah, so, to that effect. Right. And, and people got very, very, very mad and i would love to talk about why anybody on earth feels judged by a fucking canadian who gives a goddamn what propagandi says <laughs> now even if you love propagandi and i really like two of the records even if you love propagandi who cares
0: <laughs> who fucking well, because i feel like people were just like alright what is are we gonna like one up everybody forever like? Well, but it, was, here, it
2: was hard eye rolling. Yeah, this,
0: it I was. See. corny as fuck. It's like, dude, like of all, you know what I mean? Like, but I think propaganda has always always kind of been like this, like this like virtuous band in a in a sea of you know shitty people. Yeah. So like when they say it, it has a little bit more weight than like if like some rando said it. I, but I also guess, but, to the same point, it was kind of like, really, dude, you're gonna fucking argue like. <clears throat> oh you're mad that they're taking a percentage but like you didn't look how you sourced your shirts and then the guy had to come back and be like well actually we use this kind of like all this like they they sourced it from the the, from an appropriate place according to propaganda it was like what the fuck
1: i I just i would have replied with a quote tweet that just said thank you propaganda <laughs>
2: because who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, like Scott sucks. At, propaganda know. has entered the chat. Yeah,
1: right. God. So uh, I didn't have any problem with it because this is what propaganda does. Pro- propaganda is the holier than thou. I've got uh, you know, like you're not examining yourself enough. And uh, up until this point, in my opinion, they have done it uh really well. They've done. They, they've been the conscience of, of, of that little scene. And I feel like they've done it in a somewhat obnoxious, but also somewhat self-aware way. And I've got no problem with propaganda. And I had no problem with this thing that they said, also because frankly, well, I did not find it helpful at all. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 that type of that type of thing is is interesting. It is interesting to say a true thing that nobody wants to hear. Now, again, nobody wants to fucking hear it, but it, but I, I'm never, mad at that right like uh, i think that's there's a place for that and we need to take it a little less seriously but my big problem and listen tom's right it was not helpful and it was a total like all right no
0: but but very 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 sam mcfeeders of yeah it was it was and and it's very against the kind of yeah but here's the
1: deal it's a very well actually And you know I'm Mr. Well, actually that is me. (laughs) It's so I'm
0: fine
1: fine with it, but people did not like it. And here's the deal. The, the people that, uh, were like, I'm so disappointed. Why are you disappointed in a, a Canadian? He probably, he probably owns like a landscaping business and tours fucking 30 days out of the year, maybe in Europe. And this is a fella. I just can't understand why we feel judged by each other. Right? Like that man is my fucking peer. I don't give a fuck what he says about anything. <laughs> I mean, do people feel judged by him though? That's what was going on. And that's what was going on. And there was people trying to justify themselves to Mr. Propaganda. I forget his name. Chris, maybe whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, He's yeah. called
2: Mr. Propaganda. <clears throat> so uncle Jeff, uncle Mr. Jeff Mr. felt Gandhi a Mr. way Prop- about Propaganda. it. I think. And, well and Uncle Brother Jeff. Was uh,
1: Uncle Jeff carried himself with He with, did well. Uh, yeah, he yeah, with class. Um because was the like, no, dude did,
0: it's, it's me. And they were like, oh shit, that's right. Sorry, my bad. Like yeah. But, that made it even like,
2: oh <clears throat> god, dude, what are you
1: done? So I don't know. I just to me the bigger issue. We could talk about any part of it you, you want, but but to me the bigger issue issue is guys, I m- music is a huge part of my life, not just in the like I'm, it's shaped my feelings on things. It's like, it's also a a big part of what I do all the time. (laughs) And I have people that I love and respect in music. Like I, I think that they're, what they do is great and I admire them. I couldn't give a goddamn what any of them say about the way (laughs) I live my life or or the way that I live, the way that I uh, get a, uh, th- what Bob, you could tell me a $2 better margin on, on the thing that I need to, <laughs> th- on the thing that I need to sell yeah. to, to be able to fucking make rent. I That's like it. it's, it's like, Hey man, uh, I don't, I don't engage in that. Uh, no um, ethical consumption under capitalism <laughs> bullshit, because th- it is a natural fact that if you want to live in the woods, you could. So I'm, I'm, I'm available to any and all criticisms Uh, regarding how we should conduct ourselves. Nothing is out of bounds for me. If somebody wanted to say you should throw your phone in a lake, uh, I would say probably should. I should probably also never get in a fucking commercial jet plane which uses more fucking fossil fuels than anybody could ever comprehend.